0: Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it.
1: Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life.
0: Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America for this Friday, August 26th episode of 2022. Uh, We are delighted to be with you. We're delighted to welcome uh, fellow uh, disciples of Christ and patriots from across the country, and those of you even that are joining us from around the world. A lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Is your state abortion-free? Has the protection of unborn children advanced in your state since the collapse of Roe v. Wade? We'll be talking about that, but I know you also want to hear my comments about the release today of a redacted version, highly redacted, of the affidavit behind the Mar-a-Lago raid, which continues to enrage patriots like us across the country and rightly so we'll talk a little bit i'll give a little bit of initial reaction about that of course we'll be learning uh more from one another about that in the coming days uh and weeks so a lot to cover important things to cover and we have two special guests before i go into the scripture and prayer uh to open today's show let me introduce our two guests they are actually team members here at priest for life one of them right here with me in the studio she's our political outreach associate if you watch these programs regularly you've seen her and heard her before erin parfait welcome good to see you
2: Thank you for having me on yet again.
0: You are immersed in the elections, and you're going to bring us up to date tonight about uh, not only the elections but about the laws that have been changing from state to
2: state. If we even have time to get to the elections with everything else.
0: Yes, we will. We'll make mm-hmm. some. We'll make time. And also, our communications director is here, uh, uh, Leslie. Leslie Palma. Uh, Leslie, welcome to the program
1: hi thanks for
0: having me she is joining us remotely and uh okay so together let's go to the word of god i want to go to romans chapter 6 and we'll read a scripture here we'll pray and then we'll talk okay so romans 6 3 says are you not aware that all of us who were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father we too might live a new life. If we have been united with Him in likeness to His death, we shall certainly also be united with Him in His resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with Him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, you must consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we we praise you that we have new life In Jesus Christ. We praise you that no matter what is going on in the world, no matter how much of a wrong direction we are going in uh, as a nation and as a world, uh, Lord, we have life in Christ. We take refuge in him. You have given him to us as our only Lord, our only Savior, the only hope of humanity. You have given us new life. And Father, we take hold of that new life again tonight because there we find our peace, our stability, our sanity, and our salvation in a world that in many ways has embraced absurdity and insanity. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that, that uh, we it, have embraced you and your son and the new life in his spirit. And we praise you for that. We recommit ourselves to that. And in the name of Christ and in the power of his new life, we work to reclaim and save America. Enable us to do so, Lord, even more effectively than ever. And as we reflect tonight on this Mar-a-Lago raid, and as we reflect tonight on the upcoming elections, and as we talk about the progress being made in the protection of the most vulnerable human lives, enable us to see the hand of your power at work, enable us to see that as our founding fathers trusted in you, so that trust will be rewarded as we walk the very same path with the very same convictions based on your word, based on your grace. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And friends, we want to pray for your intentions, too, tonight. So please, as we're having this conversation, uh, feel free to leave in the comments how we can pray for you and for your family. Because we not only include those intentions as we pray on this program, we pray for you every day. Our team here at Priest for Life keeps you in mind and prays for you each day. Okay, so let me give a couple of comments, uh, friends. First of all, today... Um, as uh, Judge Reinhardt there in Southern Florida uh, said would happen, uh, the re- a redacted version, and that means you see a lot of black, you see a lot of lines crossed out, a lot of information not being shown, a redacted version of the affidavit that led to the Mar-a-Lago um, raid uh, some 20 days ago was released, was released to the public. now. This happened. First of all, this is rooted just by way of review and and uh, uh, bear with me for those of you that know this inside out already. But just by way of review for the benefit of all our audience, this is all based on the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, which prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures and says that people's property, including their papers. It actually says papers in the first in the Fourth Amendment, their papers and possessions in their homes, would be secure. The government power just can't come in and just you know take things and search for things or, or or even come in in the first place without a good reason. Now, what happened here was that the uh, the government, the Department of Justice under under the Brandon administration, uh, went to a court and said, "We have reason to. We want a search warrant. We want a search warrant." Well, in order to get a search warrant, the Fourth Amendment says you, you got to have a good reason, probable cause. It's 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 called. And you have to swear an oath. So the, the amendment talks about this oath. This is the affidavit. You have to swear an oath that you have reason, probable reason uh, to, to suspect that there's, there's some kind of criminal activity going on here. Therefore, you want a search warrant. Now, a search warrant is supposed to be issued only if there's an emergency. In other words, some really damaging crime is about to happen, so you got to swoop in and stop it from happening. That's the idea behind it. And all the evidence in this particular case shows that that was not at all the case. They didn't behave that way. Um, the delays, first of all, significant delays in, uh, in executing uh, this warrant in the first place and you know why it wasn't done a whole lot sooner. But also, the other thing which uh, Merrick Garland, uh, Attorney General, even said, was the standard uh, when he spoke the precious few words that he has spoken publicly about this, is that if less invasive methods are available, you'll use the less invasive methods first. And again, to all evidence, okay, of all the experts that have been commenting on this, uh, the less invasive measures, such as enforcing a subpoena, for example, um, but especially when you have a cooperative uh, a, a person uh, like President Trump and his team have been—that um, uh, that would suffice. You know, you can you can continue the back and forth uh, conversation. Oh, these documents belong here instead of there, and they should collect dust in the National Archives instead of collecting dust at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, or, you know, we prefer one dust to another. Fine. You know, you have that conversation, and you. But 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 you know, to swoop in like they did with dozens of federal agents and you know, invade somebody's home, you really have got to nail it. You've got to have a really solid reason. And despite the release of this heavily redacted affidavit, which the judge said should be released, at least in part, why? Because, and it wasn't just the Trump, Trump who's been saying release the whole thing, right? And usually the one who's calling for the, you know, more transparency is the innocent party, right? Uh, He wants the whole thing released right away. Um, but it was also media outlets uh, calling for the release of this because everybody agreed, including the judge, that there and including the attorney general, that there's intense public interest in this. Of course, there is. This is a former president of the United States. It's never happened that you know a former president's home has been raided like this. Um, there's intense public interest, and here's the point, and here's where this release of this affidavit has not moved the needle one inch. The problem is, can you do anything to soothe the concerns of the American people that the FBI and the Department of Justice under the Brandon administration have become politicized, have turned into political weapons against not just a former president, but a likely future president, a very likely future imminently future presidential candidate running against the very person under whose authority the search warrant is being issued you've got a combination of circumstances there where you better be really sure and solid that you've got a darn good reason to be executing that search warrant and and we don't and the, here's the problem we don't see it still we still don't have it Nothing in that what was released today, nothing lessens the concerns of the American people that these agencies have been totally turned into political weapons, that the law enforcement uh, branch of our government uh, is, is no longer worthy of public trust and instead has become a secret police organization. Look up in Wikipedia. We talked about it on a previous episode. Look up secret police and look how re- Wikipedia defines that term. It's exactly what's going on here. The underlying question that has not been answered is this Even if the information in the warrant could and does provide what we call probable cause for a search warrant, in other words, yeah, there's enough of a suspicion here that 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 certain things need to be found that they don't have yet so we're going to go get them from the from the um from the house even though there's probable cause why seek the search warrant to begin with that's the question that's the main question here the question that hasn't been answered why are you seeking a search warrant to begin with and that's a question for the attorney general why did you sign off on it cuz he said he signed off on it exactly why so far as i'm concerned it is just as much reason for concern on the part of the public that things are going in a really wrong direction here and you know what i also say as many other commentators are saying this is only re- this is backfiring in a major way on the left the radical left the democrats is backfiring in there blowing up in their face and only increasing the level of support. For President Trump. And in this context, let me recommend to you again this book by Dick Morris. It's called The Return Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. The Return. Get this book and read it, brothers and sisters. You will not regret reading this book. Really great insight into what's happening with. The 2024 election. Okay, so I, I, I wanted to make sure to get that in. Now, turning to our distinguished uh, guests here with me on the program, two of our Priest for Life uh, staff members, again, Leslie Palm is our communications director, and Erin here, Erin Parfett is our political outreach associate. So, ladies, what's going on with, okay, so we had Roe v. Wade reversed on June 24th, and then what many people don't realize is that a month later, at the end of July, The court took an official step, which is required in this whole process of Supreme Court decisions, where they make the decision official. Okay, so on the 24th, they released the the text of the decision uh, before they broke for, they broke their, they finished their term and they broke for the summer. Um, But on the um, but on the 24th, 25th of July, they made it official. It gets entered into the official record and it becomes official. And so that was a significant day because in many of these states, there were laws passed that said a certain number of days after that happens, the law will go into effect that protects more unborn babies. So almost on a daily basis, we have had developments across the 50 states where more and more protection has been extended to the unborn, because the Supreme Court said we could do that now. The Supreme Court said, hey, listen, if the people and their elected representatives want to protect the babies even from the very beginning of pregnancy, they can do so. And so we have been doing so. Bring us up to date.
2: Well, everything you have said is correct. There are quite a few states that had some form of trigger ban on the books that they came up with in the years before Roe but they couldn't really do anything until this July 24th, 25th date. So now here we are 30 days later, which is a common date for a lot of these states, and we've had several bans go into effect this week. Mm -hmm. So yesterday we had Texas, Idaho, and Tennessee, and today we would have had North Dakota if they had not been blocked yesterday.
0: Well, you see, this is what the other other side is doing this, and, and Leslie, you can weigh in on this too, the other side is always playing this game of hiding behind the courts, aren't they? Because oh, they, they, right? Because they, For every they, law they,
1: on the books, there's a challenge to it, at least one. It's a challenge, even yeah. though they lost in the Supreme
0: Court. The Supreme yeah. Court said we return the issue of abortion to the people and their elected representatives. And the other side wants to hear none of that. They don't care about the people or the elected representatives. They just want to find their friendly judges to block any law that protects the unborn. Isn't that
2: the pattern? Including using the same logic that the Supreme Court shut down.
0: Yes. Give us an example of of, of that. They try to use the same uh, now refuted arguments, don't they?
2: Oh, absolutely. The, The Dobbs decision made it clear that the issue of abortion is not an issue of privacy. But in all these multiple states... People are trying to say, well, it's an issue of privacy, and friendly judges are going along with that. Because
0: Dobbs made a big distinction, didn't it, between the privacy that we all acknowledge that we all enjoy, right? The government can't. Well, is what we were just talking about uh, uh, regarding President Trump, right? Privacy. You know, your home should be your place of privacy. You can't have the government, you know, swooping in at any time they want. You know, there's a lot of legitimate arenas for privacy. But what did the Dobbs case say distinguishes abortion from all these other so-called privacy rights?
2: It would be the taking of a life.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what distinguishes it.
2: Absolutely. So I feel like we should show our. Her- our viewers, a map? and well, We maybe have just a map, us, don't we? Just, yeah. Just give an overall summary of where we are as a nation. Okay, and,
0: this would be very helpful, but we'll look at that map in a second because you just said you know, we just had a couple of states added this week. And what we did on this map was we distinguished between states that now provide total or near-total protection uh, for the unborn and uh, those states that offer some protection and those that unfortunately offer no protection.
2: Right. right. Those that, are the distinctions? It's all... It's somewhat subjective, but we yeah. we do try to base it on either a heartbeat bill or a total ban. Mm-hmm. No protections at all for all practical purposes, and then mm-hmm. everything in between. And everything
0: in between. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So let's take a look at this map then. And and uh, Aaron and Leslie, you can uh, walk us through it a little bit more. So I see we have three colors. By the way, they can find this on our website, right? Yes. Uh, endabortion.us is our main website. Uh, so, okay, so I see three colors there. Explain
1: it to me. Leslie? Yeah, well, I think three. The the green color is the many protections. Uh, The yellow, like Oregon, Nevada, California, that's the few protections. And then in the middle is the grayish color that has some protection. So that's usually in the case of, say, Iowa and Ohio, that's a, a heartbeat bill. So anytime a fetal heartbeat is detected around six weeks. And even the states that have heartbeat bills a lot of abortion providers have just given up because they're, it's, it's not worth their while, and they're, they're not making their dime anymore. So they're moving out of state. But also, I wanted to talk about while we're looking at the map. I want to talk about the things that happened yesterday when Idaho Idaho's ban went mostly into effect. The, the federal government actually sued to stop the ban altogether, to stop the yeah to stop the ban. Um, but they were only partially successful in that the judge ruled that. Uh, doctors can provide abortions uh, for life-saving emergencies, which the law had already included. So it was like really a very small victory, if any, for the federal government. Then in um, Tennessee, now Tennessee was the first state in 2014, it was the first state that went to its constitution to make sure that that the unborn are protected. They said that there is nothing in the Tennessee constitution that can be construed to legalize abortion. And so they've got a pretty full ban in force now, and in Texas, I want to talk about Texas because I was briefly a Texan and uh, I was there for the corona when the coronavirus started and Governor Abbott ruled that abortion was inessential. So abortion stopped then. And then a y- almost a year ago, September 1st, its heartbeat uh, law went into effect. So 360 days of life saving in Texas. Then a trigger ban went into effect. And then just yesterday, Texas is Texas already not doing abortions, but yesterday they, a new law came in, like a tougher law that has stiffer penalties for abortion, pe- people who perform illegal abortions. So that was great. And Texas is the big ticket item in, of the, the states that have protections now. In 2019, there were 57,275 abortions in Texas, and now there are none. There have been none pretty much for a year. So that's a huge victory.
0: So Leslie and, and Aaron and our viewers, I want to ask all of you a question. Uh, So we've got you see those green states. We've got a lot of protections in place now for the unborn. I mean, we see Tennessee, like you were just saying, in Texas. We see Kentucky, Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Oklahoma, North and South Dakota, Idaho. These are the strongest places now for the unborn. And here's my question. The sky. It hasn't fallen down yet.
2: Um, amazingly, it hasn't. I might have to go check to verify. But I mean,
0: we could call the people in those states and see if they still have a
2: sky above their heads. Uh, and we could also check the streets and see how many dead women are on the streets. Well,
0: yeah, that's right. I mean, because they're going to be piling up, right, Leslie? Yeah,
1: I have something to say about that. Steve Vertelt at Life News has been keeping count of this because that's all we keep hearing is that women are going to die, women are going to die. So we have 360 days of no abortion in Texas. We have 94 days in Oklahoma. Lots of states have had no abortion for 64 days. No one has died. And you know, for sure, if a woman dies because she can't get an abortion, they're going to make a big deal out of it, unless it's a chemical abortion. And then they're not going to say a word because for the left, yeah. chemical abortion is like the best thing since sliced bread.
0: So I want to <laughs> invite people to learn more about this. I mean, everyone is is interested to know, if they're not following this closely already, you know, where do things stand in my state? And I want to transition uh, uh, to the question of the, what can they do about it? But this map, friends, plus a lot of other information you can find if you start navigating and get become familiar with our website, endabortion.us. We welcome all of you there, and you'll be able to find a lot. When I say a lot, it's this is our website is widely acknowledged as having Uh, some of the largest collection of pro-life information of any pro-life group. So endabortion.us. Okay. Thank you for showing us that map. Thank you for both of you for helping to um, put it together. Uh, Really, really great information. And as we go on, we're going to see changes to this every week because some of the things that are happening is that laws that have been, you know, prior to, to the reversal of Roe, A lot of state laws were tied up in court battles in the lower federal courts. But now we have to keep in mind those lower federal courts now have to follow the precedent of Dobbs. And so they've got to, what that will mean is that a lot of these injunctions, which were based on Roe and Casey, which have now become bad law, they've been struck down. If the injunction was based on Roe and Casey, and now the court has to follow the precedent of Dobbs, they've got to lift those injunctions. So the person, the, the the attorney general in the state, who's the key law enforcer in that state, uh, goes to the court and says, "In the light of you know Dobbs, we now ask that the injunction be lifted." And basically, these federal judges uh, are going to have to do that.
2: Right. We've already seen that happen in North Carolina and Mississippi. Yeah. And just based on that reasoning alone, they they may have cited Roe before, but in light of the overturning of that decision. They've had to reconsider it, their cases. It takes the
0: foundation out from under them. Yeah. And,
2: and there's there's many other states that base what various state cases on Roe.
0: Even state courts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Montana being one such example. I know there's others. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to have to reconsider in light of mm-hmm. because their whole rationale has just been pulled out from under them. It has.
0: It has. Well, in the last f- few moments of our program, of course, we've got these midterm elections coming up. People see... These laws, we should and we should be celebrating this, uh, but we know that now the court has opened the door for us to make as many new laws as we want, and in order to make good laws, you have to elect good lawmakers, and that brings us to the midterms, okay? We're mostly through the primary season now, right?
2: Yes. There's a few states that have September primaries, New Hampshire, Delaware, up in the Northeast. Louisiana hasn't had their primaries yet, but mostly we're through it. And there have been historical turnouts in most states throughout the primaries, Mm -hmm. which is encouraging. Mm -hmm. There have been some polling results that have suggested maybe it won't be quite as much of a red wave as we expect because of the abortion issue. But I figure that's just our chance to shine as a movement and to get get accurate information out there. I think a lot of people are still confused by all of the misinformation that is circulating. Yeah. And it. If we can get a lot of these people straightened out, I think they can go back to the red wave that they were anticipating. Uh,
0: You know, the thing about that is, as far as if you ask, well, what kind of message do we need to get out to the American people? As I've said uh, here on this program, and and Leslie, you can let us know what your thought on this. uh, We have got to keep hammering home that the position of the Democrats on this issue is unrestricted abortion through birth. Right through birth, sometimes even beyond. Um, without no, apology. R- without apology, without limitation, without parental involvement, without clinic regulations. With taxpayer free. funding. And funding. And <laughs> the funding. That's right. Yep. That's the position you want. The, if you put the Democrats in in, in, in office, you're not going to have a reasonable policy on abortion. No. You're going to have abortion on demand without exception or limitation
2: which I believe resonates with only 11% of the American people,
1: something dismal
2: like that. So even people who identify as pro-choice generally want some kind of restrictions. Oh yeah. Not, not what you described. Uh, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That's why president Trump in his rallies uh, and we have another rally coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Yes. September
2: 3rd in Pennsylvania.
0: Key state. For many reasons, oh, right? Yes. Tell, tell us how key Pennsylvania oh, is this year.
2: Pennsylvania may be the closest Senate race overall. I know for pro-lifers, getting a new governor is highly important. And Pennsylvania is just never a state to take lightly, and it's always hard to predict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of no. those swingiest swing states.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very important. Commonwealth, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we've been up and down and across uh, Pennsylvania so many times over the years. We've got some of our ministries based in Pennsylvania. Father Dennis Wild, our associate director, lives there. Uh, Teresa and Kevin Burke, Rachel's Vineyard, that's based there. And uh, Silent No More, our, our, our co-founder of Silent No More, is based there as well. We've got a lot of presence in Pennsylvania. I'll be going to the Pennsylvania March for Life, September 19th. And um, there's just a lot hanging on Pennsylvania this year.
2: Absolutely. It seems like every year, but... Mm. This Mm. year is no exception.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right.
2: So Um, that's just as the primaries are winding down, I just encourage people within these next few weeks, just check out our election calendar, stateelectioncalendar.org. Find out when early voting is, find out when voter registration deadlines are in your state, and be ready for the general election. And
0: sign up for our training, right? September 7th, we have a training.
2: I I was going to get there. (laughs) But yes, ProLifeVote.com, red action alert box, or ProLifeVolunteer.com to, for our elections meetings. But yes, early voting is going to be starting in September in some states and October for everywhere else.
0: You know, that's, that's a sobering thought.
2: It's not that within, far away. Within
0: a month from when we're sitting here right now, the v- actual voting in the general elections in the midterm will
2: have begun. Right. That's why I wanted to get this message out to our viewers now. Yeah. Make sure you're up to date on that information. If you've moved, if you have if you're sending a child to college. Now's the time, because in a week or two, you might not be able to register to vote in your new state.
0: Yeah. Leslie, any
1: final thoughts about the elections? Well, you had a an op-ed in Newsmax just today where you say that two of the other important offices are Secretary of State and Attorney General. So people should keep, you know, get, get a good grasp of who's running for for those offices in their states because we need someone who's going to handle the elections well and someone who's going to enforce the laws. So Secretary of State and Attorney General very important
2: well very important and judges and mayors and yeah. city council as well yes yeah.
0: well you know thought- when Dobbs says the abortion issue is returned to the people and their elected representatives these are all elected representatives oh absolutely right. even these city council people right. are elected representatives so school
2: board you know. we have city councils and mayors across America that are trying to say oh I'm going to ignore the abortion law in my state and we're going hmm. to do our own thing in this town We
0: also have the towns that are making the, the, the making those towns and cities sanctuary cities for the unborn right and banning abortion on the city level.
2: So uh, so for people who may have never cared about mayor or city council before. Yeah. And maybe you didn't care if your city council person was pro-life before. And maybe you didn't see it was relevant to the job. Now, with everything that's happening, this is Exhibit A of why it does matter. Yeah, And you might have to care if your city council person is pro-life now, even if it didn't matter five years ago. That's right. And same with all these judges on these courts.
0: Exactly. Well, like we say on this program, we don't just comment on the news; we pray over the news. So, brothers and sisters, let's uh, let's go back to to prayer here as we conclude. And uh, thank you both, Leslie and Aaron, for helping us to wade through these issues here uh, here tonight. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord, first of all, we we lift up to you the prayer intentions of all our brothers and sisters who are joining us and that they have left in the comments, uh, their needs, their families, uh, their health issues, financial issues, uh, discernments and and decisions that they need to make or people in their uh, families who have uh, strayed from the faith and that they want to return back so many things, Lord, that that our people are concerned about. Bless your people, answer their prayers, reward their faith, and show your faithfulness. Lord, we pray for all these candidates uh, that are on the ballot now, uh, those that have won their primary elections and are now proceeding to the general election. Send your spirit upon, upon them. And some of them, Lord God, uh, need uh, repentance, and others, Lord, simply need uh, encouragement and strength to run the race to which they have committed themselves. Bless all these candidates. Bless the voters. Uh, Awaken uh, people to their responsibility uh, and their power that they exercise when they go to that voting booth. Uh, Bless all your people and bless, Lord, the lawmakers in all those states. We have seen the map. We have seen the progress. Uh, Bless the lawmakers in those places who have taken steps to protect the children in the womb. Uh, Bless those that are working now to create new laws, uh, which the court has indicated deserve a strong presumption of validity as the people and their elected representatives uh, decide to protect the unborn. Uh, bless all the uh, uh, people who have worked so hard for this progress. Bless the justices on the Supreme Court. Uh, bless especially uh, those that have, uh, those five that have, invo- that have voted to reverse Roe v. Wade. Uh, reward them, Lord, for their courage, uh, for their consistency, and for their fidelity to the Constitution. And we would bring all our prayers and praises together as we pray to save America Thanks again, Aaron and Leslie, and thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us. Remember, as President Trump always tells us, we are part of the greatest political movement in American history. This country does not belong to the radicals who are trying to destroy it. This country belongs to you. We kneel only to God, not to government, not to the political establishment, not to our enemies. We kneel to God. And the greatest and best days of America are yet to come. Father Frank Pavone here of Priest for Life. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. We'll see you on Truth Social, especially. We like to promote that. And Getter, we're so grateful to Getter for carrying our broadcasts. FR Frank Pavone is the address. Connect with Right Side Broadcasting, too. We're grateful to them for carrying this program as well. And we will talk to you. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you again on Monday. God bless.
1: This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.